0: Welcome to The Wonderful World of Wine. We are your hosts, Mark Lindsay and Kim Simone, exploring all things wine with you. You can find us on Facebook at The Wonderful World of Wine. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the wonderful world of wine. Kim, how are you today? I'm well, Mark. How are you? Great. Good. Always good to talk wine. And Absolutely. Today, we're actually going to taste some wine. A new idea. I, I was always bugging Kim, and, and this week, I was looking around my wine cellar, and I saw a bottle of wine. that I'm going to call it the lost bottle of wine. So we'll call this like the lost bottle episode. <laughs> the Kim. lost
1: selections. And I thought it would be
0: good to go through our listeners. You, you find a bottle, and we, we We hear this a lot from customers. They find something in their basement or their wine rack, and they're wondering if it's any good or sometimes wondering what the heck is it. So what I did is I found this bottle, and I took a picture of the front and the back label, and I said to Kim, let's meet and talk about this wine and what we researched to find out about the wine. And at the same time, we're going to open it, and we're going to taste it with you. So Kim, I will post also, so people know. I will post the pictures of the label, so if you, we don't want to completely lose you on the radio as we're talking so uh kim
1: do you want to explain what the wine is absolutely I think this is a very fun experiment by the way and I do get questions all the time from my friends you know I get random texts with pictures from people saying is this any good and sometimes it's quite defined the and then other times it's like ooh, maybe you should have drunk that 15 years ago so <laughs> there's a lot of variability we do hear that people do you know we we had this idea that wine ages but that wine doesn't last forever so it's uh it's sometimes a fun experiment to see these bottles and and see where they are in their lifespan and yeah, maybe they are too old or maybe they're drinking great. So these kind of things are, are sort of fun. So what we have today in front of us is a wine called Io, named after a character from Greek mythology and it is a Rhone style blend so it's predominantly Syrah and it's from California and it is from 1996 so we definitely have an older vintage on our hands here and I think that this will be fun to open up and see what's going on with it so that
0: is the the main thing i i'm in the cellar i find this bottle obviously it's it's been here for a while kim and and the label is very basic. It just has the I.O. It says uh, 1996 vintage. and says Santa Barbara County. And on the back, it does say red wine. It, I don't see the grapes on it, Kim. Did, oh, yeah. yeah it says 64% Syrah, 19% uh, Grenache, and 17% Movedra. So that's about it. And it says it's produced and bottled in California. So Kim is going to open it up. And we do have a decanter. Sometimes it's dangerous um, to decant an old wine because it can hurt it more. So we're gonna pour a little bit in our glasses and then we're gonna pour the rest in the decanter. So we'll try to capture Kim opening and decanting and pouring and make you jealous you're not here drinking with us.
1: Tell me to do this now?
0: Yes. Alright so Kim has the corkscrew in. It was a little risky. Now she's gonna to need to pop out the cork. She's nervous.
1: Sometimes with these older bottles of wine, you get a cork that gets kind of crumbly and you need to be careful. So I'm being extra careful.
0: It is cracking a little on the bottom and yep, it did break. It's broke it. It's, it's official. We messed it up, Kim. We messed it up. Weed. But it's common. It's common.
1: <laughs> I'm going to get my other corkscrew and try to get this cork out.
0: So what happened is she got the, the actual cork has a date on it of 1996 and she got to the one nine and the rest kind of snapped off in the bottle so now we're at a kind of a dangerous point because the cork could start going into the bottle we don't have a filter other than a decanter so we want to keep it clean and cork free so we're not chewing on the cork so kim has a special corkscrew to grab the little piece that's left and she's going to do it in precision manner it's like two little forks she's putting around the cork now and she's going to slide it down into what's left and gradually pull it out we hope okay we're getting there there it is that was perfect kim and there was probably half an inch left, and Kim, with precision, pulled it out, and a little bit of what was broken popped out of the, the bottle instead of going back in. And the, the cork is fairly still saturated, which shows to me it was stored well, and it's not seeping through the cork. And Kim is saying there's a lot of sediment, so this is going to work out good with a decanter. She's going to pour it into the glass first, and we'll take a look. Yeah, there's a good good chunks of sediment coming out, so this is what you get in with aged wine. So that's why next we will decant it. As you can hear, Kim is pouring it out nice. And she's not pouring the whole bottle in the decanter. She's going to stop with about two inches left in the bottle to keep some of that sediment in. You can see the sediment on the side of the bottle that's been from years of being in the bottle.
1: So now that we have some of this old wine in our glass and in our decanter, uh, just like we do in our wine tasting classes, we go through the four steps of assessing what a wine is all about. And the first thing we do is look at the color. So I'm looking at the color of this wine held over a piece of white paper, and it is very brown, which is what one would expect from an older bottle of wine. I always like to say that wine, because it's a fruit, always wants to get to brown as it oxidizes. Just like when you cut up a banana or you slice an apple, eventually that fruit turns brown and wine does the same thing because it is fruit juice. So we have a, uh, a pretty brick brown color here.
0: Yeah, it's definitely unique because the grapes in this wine are very, very heavy grapes, which when this is a young wine, this would be a very dark, almost inky type color of wine, and it has shed a lot, and that's what happens over the years, it sheds its color, and what's your opinion, Kim, on the aroma of this wine? A lot of times... smells <laughs> old. It smells old. It smells aged, right? Yes, aged wine. And we say it all the time that a good percentage of the wine that people consume is not aged as much as this wine. We're talking 1996. You know, you, on the shelves now for red wine is is 15, 16, 17s. So they have it, an aged wine has what they call a bouquet. There's more than one thing. There's more than one aroma. It has a bouquet. So Kim and I will get geeky now and say what we're smelling. And aged is a aroma. Profile of an older wine. You can say it, it smells aged. But in more detail, Kim, what are you picking up? So
1: the, there's always this bit of like nuttiness that I think goes along with older wines. Like um, roasted pecans and things like that. This also smells very kind of leafy to me. Like, you know, when the leaves fall in the autumn and they're all brown and crunchy under your feet, I'm kind of getting that sort of a smell as well.
0: Yeah, and they sometimes they call that like forest floor. Forest floor, right? yeah. Yeah, I'm getting that. It's it's definitely an aged and it's... it's uh... Result of the fruit changing over the years and evolving. So, Kim was risky and she took the first sip, which oh, I'm yeah. glad. And do don't you be think? afraid. Okay, so it's not bad, which it's um, not
1: bad. Nope. Um, it doesn't have any faults that I can tell aside from it just being definitely on the older side. Um, so, this. Because it's syrah base, like you just said, Mark, starts out its life big and bold and rich, and you probably wouldn't be able to see through it. But now that it has had a lot of time in the bottle and it's thrown a lot of that sediment, a lot of those tannins, um, a lot of that color and a lot of that feeling that you get in your mouth, that textural feeling from the tannins that's all grippy and drying and um, gives a wine its richness, all of that is what is settling to the bottom of the bottle as that sediment. So it's lighter. Um, It doesn't have a lot of tannins to it but it still is very bright like i'm still getting a lot of acidity to it which is one of those other things that gives wine its structure and its backbone so it hasn't fallen flabby or fat or anything it's still still nice and bright
0: so what i'd like to do kim is when we taste you might see this when you go to a tasting and you can kind of hear kim doing in the background but we'll do it at the same time Kim, we'll taste and then we'll you'll hear what we do when we taste the wine and i think when we did a show in the past with jim we did this but listen to what we do when we taste Thank <sniffs> you. So we aerated our mouth, taking it in the air, slurping it. And then you probably heard me spitting it in a cup. We don't consume it all when we taste. So now after doing that, we still have all the flavors of the wine coating our mouth. And this wine, like Kim has said, is still lingering in mm-hmm. my mouth. It has a very lush profile to me for, for being, what, 24 years 24, 25 years, years old. old. So it, it
1: tastes like a lot of dried fruits. You know, I get a lot of like raisin and fig and date, like those kind of flavors. So it's certainly not a fresh flavor fruit flavor, but there is still fruit here.
0: What I would say for an aged wine is dried fruit versus fresh red fruit. So dried fruits. And it's surprisingly to me, Kim, very very good tasting good
1: yeah this is still drinkable
0: so now that we've had a taste and we know this is a good aged wine and and many times can we throw an aged wine in with tasting and it always surprises me people like them they and really do you might think if you would open this up while well, this is totally different it's not bad it's aged and a lot of people tend to like it but unfortunately there's not a lot of wine out there aged to try or to buy like i would have not found this bottle i would not put it on the shelf to sell because i did not know anything about <laughs> it yet or I didn't know if it was good. So now, Kim, let's talk to the listeners how we researched it individually.
1: You're listening to the wonderful world of wine. We are your hosts, Mark and Kim. You can find more information about Mark at franklinliquors.com and more information about myself at vinitaswineworks.com. So welcome back and we are tasting and talking about an older bottle of wine that Mark pulled out of his cellar that we thought it would be fun to compare notes on how we do research on an older wine and then our impressions about how this wine is withstanding the test of time. So we have a bottle of wine called Io. It is from California from Santa Barbara, County, Santa Barbara County and it is from the 1996 vintage so 24 year old bottle of wine we have here and for myself I started with good old Google and I put in IO Wine to uh, see what came up and I was pleasantly surprised by what I could find.
0: So like you, I did the same and it's Figured. a big part of our show what we Googled this week. So we did Google the same thing and when we say IO it's actually the letters IO. I-O. That and, is how you spell the name too. And like Kim said Santa Barbara County. So you searched exactly what in Google Kim because I want to see if I type the same thing as you.
1: The fir- I actually did a number of different searches to see if I could come up with different results. So the first one that I did was io red wine blend um, and not that, the vintage not the, the bl- vintage okay. no i and, and i tend to do that because sometimes i feel like you don't get the quality hits if you put in the vintage oftentimes i'll just start with a winery name instead of putting in a wine specifically because often with just a wine specific then you get sent to a site that you can try to buy the wine from and that's not always the most helpful thing for me
0: just i'm gonna stop you there yeah. because the first thing was the bottle didn't specifically say a wine no we were it did not IO is the trade name or a brand name. Right. And then a good point you had kim about if you do put in a vintage a lot of times the searches might come up and it'll tell you if you put in 1996 it'll tell you it found some results but not including the vintage so by you eliminating Mm -hmm. the vintage in the search gives you an overview first and then you can go deeper
1: right like my i will add a vintage in probably the second or third time i try to search for something but it's not usually my first go-to so this one i kind of just put in something generic so io red wine blend um, or io red wine california i forget which one but something it was Definitely IO red wine. And then I waited to see what popped up. And amazingly, one of the first... Results that I had was an article in Wine Spectator from September of 1999 entitled "Mondavi Enters the High-End Rhone Market with I.O." and I'm like, boom, jackpot!
0: I knew you found that article.
1: I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure you did the, too.
0: The reason I knew you found it is because right away you said the name had to do with the the Greek a uh, Greek god or a Greek God story or something at that point. Right I was
1: there. also a classics major, so well, that they, could be helpful see, too.
0: So, so, so right away we did. A we did the, We did a search and we both found that exact article from 1999 so Exit. tell our listeners what little tidbits you got from that article to start
1: so this uh, I've actually got a quote from the article and it says like Mondavi's Opus 1 Bordeaux style blend a single I.O. wine will be released each year with variations in the blend depending on the vintage from the first vintage 1996 so we have the very first vintage first of this vintage. wine here
0: probably one of the first bottles
1: probably because right? they only made 1700 K Cases. It says Mondavi has produced 1,700 cases. Io carries a substantial price tag at forty dollars a bottle, putting it among the most expensive Rhone-style wines from California. Forty dollars is the high end for Rhone blends in the late '90s. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting.
0: Yeah, and the in the price tag I had on it was forty forty three. You spent when we, more. When we, <laughs> yeah. So hey, that's I mean it's come it's close. Yeah. So what yep. else came from that article?
1: Um, so it gave a little bit of information about who the winemaker. Is and where the grapes come from. So this is—I don't want to say it was a project with Byron Vineyard, but it sounds like the folks at Byron in California sold their brand to Mondavi a few years before this, and they kept on their winemaker and they kept on their um, their label and their brand. So this is a, a, a brand from Byron but also under the Mandavi umbrella. So it's their um, it's their winemaker, it's their grapes, and it's also made it their facility. So another thing that I Googled, and this is a lesson that I get from you, Mark, uh, when we do our labels classes, you always say to put in the address and Google map the address and look and see if it's just a warehouse somewhere in the middle of a city or if it's an actual place surrounded by vineyards. And what do you know? This is an actual place surrounded by vineyards.
0: So they, exactly what I did, I wanted to know where it was from, Google, Googled the address and it said IO Winery, Santa Maria, California, I believe it said. And it, I had no hits of that location, but mm-hmm. there are a ton of wineries and vineyards in that area. So, did you
1: Google Byron?
0: I did not Google Byron. I just put the exact address in, but Byron pops up on the Google map, which yep. you saw, correct? Right.
1: So that was the facility that it took me to, was So we, Byron we saw the, the
0: same things, and and from the article we were talking about that Greek mythology, the Io, supposedly, is a a figure, who a princess who seduced Zeus, was was in that story, too. So I, I don't know what it has to do with the Grenache. <laughs> so, what next, Kim? We're on the same <laughs> page so far. Right. We, we searched The same things. What else?
1: Next, I went to my favorite handy site for looking up older bottles of wine. So I went to cellartracker.com, which is where I go to look up uh, older vintages of wines and to see how wines are coming along with their aging. It is a website that does uh, crowdsourcing as far as wine reviews, and it's just regular old people who are tasting wine and are interested in putting their opinions out. Someplace centralized. Um, there wasn't, there weren't really a lot of hits on this one. I only found two reviews on Seller Tracker from about ten years ago, or maybe even more. But that's that's usually my go-to site for for looking for this kind of information.
0: So on your Google search, it was the Seller Tracker like on the first page, like one of the first few hits that came up.
1: I didn't notice because you after I did my it. Google, I went directly to okay. SellerTracker.com.
0: So when I put in the same, I put in Google searched I.O. Wine Santa Barbara County 1996 tech sheet looking for technical information ah. i put the whole thing in the top four hits were cellar tracker wine searcher and wine enthusiast reviews and vivino so all the consumer tasting sites where people put reviews and seller tracker like you said there was like four review two to four reviews the last i think was in 2006 and mm-hmm. it had like an 87 five average yeah that rating. sounds like
1: the one that i found which too. is
0: good because you're always looking for some feedback i didn't of, think to good. put in
1: the tech sheet but that's something that we do all the time, and it didn't even occur to me to do that. So yeah, I I'm glad that you I did that. I could
0: find the text sheet. No. But before I did a Google search, I went to a vintage search. I wanted to find out, 1996, is this good right now. It's this rated good. So I started with a vintage search. I went to Wine Spectator first, and the Rhone blends from this region of California, the vintage chart only goes back to 1997. Oh, so, no. Yeah, so you
1: were one year off. One
0: year off. So Wine Spectator was no help. Oh. Then I went to Wine Enthusiast, who just came out with their 2020 vintage chart, and it rated the vintage of 1996 in this region a 90 point. So a good vintage, but it said... It's possibly right now in decline and maybe undrinkable. So the only way we knew is by opening it. I would say it probably has lost a lot of fruit, but it's not undrinkable.
1: Right. I would say definitely in decline. Um, This is not a wine that is going to appeal to everybody or maybe not to the majority of wine drinkers because it is so different from what you expect out of a good glass of wine. It's just that it's, you know, got so much age on it. But no, it's definitely not undrinkable. Not at all. So you use
0: Cell Tracker, you said? You- I like Cell Tracker. Okay, yep. so now here's what I like. I want to see if we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Why I think why you like it, why I like it. You When you put in any wine in Cell Tracker, it has all sorts of things it tells you about the wine. So it'll say other websites it'll bring you to. It tells you about the grape. You can click on the grape. You can click on the region. You can click on the producer. And it keeps taking you places for more and more information. Is that what you, do you use that for any? Not at no? all. Nope, so I never you- use that really? on wow. the
1: website. I use it for a couple of different things. I use it because it will give you the same wine in however many vintages are available. And I love that. I love that you can put in just a wine name and then it might list... Every vintage that it was produced from nineteen eighty whatever into whatever currently is released and you just click on the button with the vintage and it'll bring you to the reviews of that particular vintage. I really, really like how it's set up.
0: It's funny how we see different things in the same website. Yeah. Because I was looking to the left on the on the site and it said articles and it said producer and you clicked on it Uh and it brought me unfortunately to a Japanese website. (laughs) It so that the I.O. thing. Your computer is
1: now full of spam. (laughs) Then
0: it's <laughs> Santa Barbara, and you could click on that, and that brought up Google Images uh, of Santa Barbara, and then it had a Wine Advocate link to a review, a Wine Spectator link to a review. So a lot, of, a lot more to take you to to mm-hmm. learn about the wine. So,
1: and I like it too because it gives you a date range of drinkability, which isn't a hundred percent. And people's ideas of what makes for a tasty drinking wine versus an over the hill wine can be different. But I really like the that aspect of this site too, that people give you their impressions of whether this bottle is still drinking well, or if it's still too young, or if it's too old. I really like kind of having that information. And then then I can make my own decision as to whether I think this wine is still good or not.
0: So we, we Google search it. We looked at the location, checked vintage. The other thing I wanted to know from doing Google addressing of the bottler, I wanted to know Santa Barbara County, like show me where it is so you know nice review so for our listeners kim santa barbara county located uh southern end of california central coast they call it probably north of la west of bakersfield i mean i think i'm might get my california pacific oceans the west and south of it so it's coastline climate wise it has that you talked about this in the past kim it has the breeze cool breezes in the day depending on
1: where you are it's it's warmer um but then it does have that nice breeze from the pacific ocean i really like central coast wines they're very diverse you know, have, you have some regions that are really hot and so produce more hotter climate wines. And then you have some other ones that have more of those cooling breezes so that you have more, you know, Pinot Noir, more Riesling, those lighter sort of things. But Syrah and these other grape varieties actually do particularly well in those warmer places. So this is a, a, a good indication of one of those warmer climate Santa Barbara wines.
0: So you mentioned diverse. the. That's the big highlight for the soils in the area, very Mm -hmm. diverse soils. Mm -hmm. So within Santa Barbara County, there are six individual American viticultural areas that are broken down into this region. So you've probably heard in the past Santa Maria Valley, Santa Inez Valley, Santa Rita Hills, Happy Canyon, Ballad Canyon. There's another one I'm missing, but there's six and this comes um, from two of those and it so. comes from two so it's a blend from two <laughs> regions so that's the thing for me where's it from who's behind this which you, we got in that wine enthusiast story I don't think I t- researched anything else the alcohol was 14 we knew it had a cork because it broke <laughs> but we still Kim was magical and got it out there was some good information I saw on Wine Searcher which is another great website for consumers and it gives a popularity of a wine in the database oh. and this wine was at 59146 in popularity on the website. So not very popular wine, which tells a lot of people haven't tried it. The average price on that was $48. And it suggested food, Kim, was to have this with lamb i can see that would you still at this point being this age okay so that's what i was saying when it was fresh
1: maybe in you know 2004 (laughs) i would have had it with lamb
0: what about now what would you pair this aged Um, red wine with mm, i'm thinking something earthy like a mushroom mushroom,
1: maybe some some heavier cheeses some harder cheeses would would work well but i don't think i would go more beyond that
0: i'm kind of afraid that now i had this we're on the same page i said mushroom i've never even you know i never talked like
1: this is kind of earthy so i I definitely see that I'm, i'm I'm on, I'm on the same page with
0: you. And then the also one of the articles that from that 1999 article kind of brought you to search what they called the Rhone Rangers in California. These guys who made this were like the first people to bring in these Rhone red grapes grown in California. And they they I guess it's a society they started yeah. wine. This was a
1: really hot thing in the 1990s with uh, red wine producers in California. They were jumping on this bandwagon of hey let's plant all these grapes that we find in the Rhone Valley. So Cote de Rhone and Chateauneuf du Pape. Um sort of the grandfather of these styles of wine and there were a number of influential winemakers who who went down this path and it it was popular for a little while but kind of kind of fizzled out a little bit.
0: And the winemakers who made it, th- it was mentioned that this IO wine was the first to use an actual Australian Shiraz grape planting that they brought mm-hmm. over. Yeah,
1: so they brought grape cuttings from Australia and planted them in California, correct? Yes. If I understood that yep. right, which is very different. Um, that, that is an, uh, definitely an unusual thing to do.
0: And Mondavi was behind it wanting to do this, which at the time wasn't popular in, in America. That's why they started at 1700 cases. I think they went up to maybe 3,000 cases. I couldn't see if it's still made. I didn't, on the website, I don't think it's made any longer. I do
1: not think so. From what I could gather, it seems like 2006 was the last vintage. They didn't make it every year. It sounds like the 1999 vintage was a particularly good one. And I think they made an 06 and an 04 and then a few vintages before that. But probably I would say they didn't make any more than six or seven vintages of this wine. When I was doing one of my Google searches, came up with a, uh, a link to a reference in a little wine guide from 2007. The gentleman who's a sort of a wine guru, he writes a bunch of books, his name is Anthony Dias Blue. And one of his wine guides, uh, he described the wine as always rich and extracted, but a bit ambitious in pricing, which I thought was a really um, cute and clever way of saying that uh, maybe this wine is overpriced for what it is. But what I then found was that he lists a website for this wine. So once upon a time, there was www.iowine.com and so of course I had to click on iowine.com but it is no Japanese longer site? active no, no nope it was just uh, this This website is no longer active so so
0: was that an article or a book it led you to
1: it led me to an entry in a book
0: okay so I think we hit the same thing because I it, I found an article that led me to a google book page mm-hmm. of the American Roan how maverick winemakers changed drinking in America was that the same no, book no? no so this was a whole this was a different so, book so wow so google cook took so us we found two different, two different, different things, different things. Things. I like now that Google Books are in the Google searches. You ever notice yeah. that? Then you can read a couple mm-hmm. pages where, yeah. It actually so it's like you found there's the tag.
1: a reference to an ebook. Yeah, I uh, I thought that that was very handy as well. So any other interesting things you find? I think we we yeah, found pretty no. much the same I mean I found some stuff. tasting notes. I found the original description from the winery of what this wine should have tasted like back when it was released. There were some references to kind of that foresty aroma and flavor that we're talking about. But as far as the the fruit and the spice, a lot of that has has disappeared and has really changed. So it's not what it used to be. It's certainly not how it was described uh, in these tasting notes as far as its, its tannins and its sort of velvety feel and ripe fruit. But I was pleasantly surprised that it hadn't completely fallen apart considering that it's almost 25 years old.
0: So let's just review, Kim, with the list. As we, f- we found a lost bottle, I sent you the information. We both researched it. After you researched it, did you feel confident this was going to be a drinkable or interesting wine or were you just curious?
1: No. I was curious and I didn't I actually didn't think that it would be good at all so I'm pleasantly surprised.
0: See so the I guess the the point we were trying to make within the show is that you never can tell on an no. aged wine but there's so much information to help you and guide you through it and the only way you really know is to open it and try it. So if I, not... I was a
1: little nervous because I could not find any references to it beyond like 2007 so that made me a little uh, a little concerned that they're just Wasn't any more out there, or that if people were opening it to try it, then it was they were just dumping it out because it had gone bad. But
0: this this is probably the million dollar bottle we just opened here. Maybe limited.
1: I know, very limited. And you can't
0: you can't get ill on something like this either. A lot of people get nervous.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good thing to to emphasize is that you know when we talk about quote unquote bad wine, it's not anything that is going to hurt you, and you know this hasn't even turned into vinegar. So it's just you know fruit juice that is starting to lose its luster, I guess you can say, but nothing in here that it, uh, could be damaging to to your health, more so than a regular bottle of wine can be.
0: So we'll post a couple of pictures on our Facebook page of, uh, we'll take a picture of what the color of the wine looks like in the label, and so you can see what we drank and talked about on this show. Thank you for listening to us today on The Wonderful World of Wine. We've been your hosts, Mark Lindsay, and Kim Simone. You can find out more information about Kim on her website at vinitaswineworks.com. You can find out more information about myself at franklinlickers.com. You can find past episodes of our show on iTunes or SoundCloud. And we are now on Twitter at Wine Education. Cheers.